Hey everybody, it's Eric Torenberg, co-founder, partner of Village Global, a network-driven venture firm. And this is Venture Stories, a podcast covering topics relating to tech and business with world-leading experts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Village Global's Venture Stories. I'm here today joined by Andrew Barry. Uh, and Andrew is running uh, OnDeck Course Creators uh, at OnDeck, which is just launched today, uh, and, uh, and Education. Uh, Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Eric. So, so cool to be here, man. So by way, by way of introduction, why don't you give us a quick background of, of how you got into uh, th- this space? Yeah, so so I, I used to work at a company called KPMG uh, for 15 years. I helped build out their executive education program. So it was always rooted in sort of training, was very workshop-based at the time. Um, I then helped a company called Lobster Inc. by creating their learning methodology. They were then acquired by Ecolab. And for the last five years, I, I sort of I took that experience and parlayed that into my own company, Curious Line. And for five years, we've been creating corporate training for the likes of Pinterest and PageDuty. And the the other part of it is that I've just always been a huge fan of online courses. I I probably spend upwards of 10K a year um, on on these programs. And so I've I've always been in that world as well. And there was really 2020 where like those two things came together and I think just create this huge potential for online education going forward. Yeah. And why don't you give us a quick just background of how online education has has evolved over time if there were different waves and and where we are now yeah so like the independent online course world is is you know it started out i think most people who who were offering it were were marketers right so they were um, creating usually evergreen content um, using these complicated funnels and, and tripwires and all these very clever marketing techniques to get people into an information product which in the early days and for most you know there was very rare where people created a transformation for those for those that actually you know uh, attended those programs so what what people what these marketers had to do was create even more fancy click funnels and and ways to kind of trick people in you know for those who've seen those webinars that are starting in 16 minutes you know and it was really like probably two years ago with um, Seth Godin's Alt-MBA and then followed very closely after that with, you know, Tiago Forte's Building a Second Brain, David Perel's Rite of Passage, courses like that, that started to really define this cohort-based course model where transformation became the central thing, where people would come together. And it wasn't about bells and whistles and tripwires and funnels. It was about the word of mouth of people going to these programs and going, that literally changed my life. Um, and meeting and people, the community element of, of it as well. So that, and that just exploded in 2020 with, with everyone being remote and having all this extra time on their hands. And I know you guys, you know, well, we have seen that now at, at On Deck as well. So it's just a, a really exciting time. And I think there's a place for both of those now, cohort-based courses, people creating evergreen content and yeah, just so much potential out there. Yeah. And I just want to give a special shout out to the people we mentioned, Dave Perel, Tiago, Seth Godin, you know, a number of others, uh, you know, you, you yourself and, and people you've worked with for, for really being, uh, you know, f- fellow pioneers uh, here and, and doing, you know, being early on. I'm curious, why do you think that this took, you know, until 2017, 2018 to be more mainstream? Like, why, why wasn't it done before? And, and what is the what is the central, uh, you know, real innovation there? 
I mean, it's funny because a lot of my my consulting clients have asked me, you know, what you know, they come in and they think they need bells and whistles to 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 improve their course, and they come and that's why they, they work with me. And you know, honestly, the the thing, the biggest thing, the highest leverage thing you can do to improve a course is is create intentional human to human interaction. Like that's it. That's the secret. Like creating that community of people that can learn from each other, grow together, you know, figure out ways to to partner and, and work together. So, so it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of bizarre. Like there, there is nothing sort of, yeah, like I said, fancy or bells and whistles about it. It's like, it's just, it's getting meaningful, designing meaningful interactions between people as they learn together. And I think the other interesting thing is that there's, you know, there's this appetite now for, you know, people, so people have more time on their hands, right? They're remote. And so they, they, I think that it's getting more mainstream because of that. I don't know if I have a good answer to why it wasn't before this, right? Like yeah. this has always been like a very like small click, like a, this little like Twitter kind of world of people who take these yeah. online courses, but that's changing now. People are hearing more about it as, as people graduate from these programs and talk about them. And so, so that's a big part of it. And, and the other part is, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's the it's the community which which just starts to grow and just people start to spread yeah. spread the word about it and, and talk about it. Yes, yeah, so some things that add to that are the, the challenges with MOOCs or is that you know people really needed accountability or, or, or that social community exactly. in order to uh, in order to you know get them through it um, or, yeah. or they would get so much more from it. And maybe in terms of the why now, I mean, part of it might be that just our our tools have gotten so much better, right? Slack, Zoom. Yeah. You know, we're more comfortable making online friendships and, and online relationships, and so maybe just it just became easier to to make. Yeah, I mean, if you think back to the beginning of 2020, it was still weird to meet someone online and just just start talking to them, jump on a Zoom call for 30 minutes. But that's like totally normal now. Yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So let's get into on deck course creators. What is the program, and and what could people expect to to get out of it? Yeah, so. I think why this is such an amazing opportunity is that there isn't a market, sorry, there isn't a community for course creators. And so course creators are like a, a sort of, they do a lot of different things. Um, so a lot of them are freelancers. So they're in these tangential communities, like, like a, like a freelancer one, they're, they're marketers. So they're in marketing communities, they're community builders. So they're in, you know, those kind of communities, those serve the, the right needs, but they're not, they're not all focused on, course creation so it, it's also kind of goes back to your earlier question like why hasn't this taken off I, a lot of people ask me why isn't there a community for course creators you know and it's just and that you know when you and i started talking about this in december it just felt like such a perfect fit because there is literally no better place i can think of than on deck that is built on this foundation of community to to bring people together so that's first and foremost is kind of the vision for course creator fellowship uh, to bring together people who either have a course or have a validated, you know, market through some kind of other product, and now they they want to create a course for it to help them work together side by side so that they can learn how to either you know launch their course or or level up a, an existing one, but then also find potential partners, potential collaborators, potential future students um, through this network that we would have within the fellowship, and then through intentional you know. Uh, interactions with other fellowships just it's just such an incredible kind of viral effect that can take place yeah. and and we'll have a you know, some version of a demo day for for our thousands of fellows plus plus others to, to yeah. help you know help fill up the fill up their courses um and who knows maybe even uh, facilitate you know people investing in, in their courses in, in yeah the exactly super exciting 
The um, and I just want to give a special shout out to uh, to Goggin and and Wes who are, who are building uh, a company that it helps among other things is it, it helps productize and is a platform uh, and builds tools for people to to create these core based courses and we're excited yeah. to we're excited to work, work closely with them. Let's get into what makes a great cohort based court a co- uh, course. What what are the yeah. uh, elements or criteria of, of a really uh, well done one? Yeah, so so first and foremost, uh, the the central pillar of all of this is student transformation. So I, I believe you can create transformations for every single student at scale. I, I talk about a, a, a no student left behind policy. So if every single person going through your program has uh, has a, experiences a transformation, they're going to tell others, right? So what you end up creating is this army of alumni ambassadors who are just naturally going to tell people about the program. And, and I, I truly believe you can do that at scale. And we've proven that in, in a few uh, programs like Ali Abdel's one, which was 350 people. So, so that, that's the, the sort of central pillar. Around that, you've got things like community, which is so, so pivotal and, and having people learning from each other. We do learn best from each other. That's a scientific fact. Um, we also learn best by doing. So there's a big bias for action. That's a key, key part of it as well. Uh, you know, there, there is, there's a lot to go into it. So there is, you have to have a business mind for creating online courses these days. Um, there, you know, they can scale and, and will continue to scale incredibly. Um, so that's super important. Um, and then the, the, for me, like uh, such an interesting one and an important one is having a passion, right? You've got to be passionate because this is hard. Doing online courses is really hard. You've got to be really passionate about that, um, that, that subject, that topic. I actually have like I have a failed online course in my in my past where I, I have a small lead generation business and I've created a course teaching people how to use LinkedIn. And I just I met my heart was never in it, you know, and this was two years ago and it 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 failed and and I learned so much from that. Like you've got to have almost first and foremost, you've got to have that passion to create that transformation in others. If you get those two things right, everything else can fall into place. And and that's what we're gonna try and um, impart on people through our fellowship. Totally. And the, um, what do you talk about some of the misconceptions that people have around how, how to make a good course or, or some, some mistakes that, that people make w- w- when doing so? Yeah. I mean, one of the big ones I, I, I often come across is that, you know, I, I don't want to do, I don't want to have, first of all, I don't want to do a live program. Right. So I think a lot of people, see that as a lot of work and and it's and it is and there is certainly space for people who just want to do like evergreen content and you know jack butcher is a fantastic example of that um but so so having sort of a live component is key but and then people also sort of come to this um this challenge of like okay well if i scale it over you know 10 20 30 people if i go to 300 people how do i how do i create transformations for all of them at scale i could never i could never do that and there actually are a lot of great ways to do that. So that's like one of the biggest misconceptions is that you can't do this at scale. Um, and you don't, you're not going to get like that leverage in your time, um, by, by doing a live course. So I see like some of the, some of the really big, um, you know, names out there that are super busy that want to do a course. I would love to kind of sit down and show them that they can do this at, at a scale that's sort of unimaginable, um, and, and really kind of leverage their time. Well, the other, the other piece of it is that you don't need any fancy bells and whistles. Um, I think like you mentioned, Gagan and what, and where's are creating a platform around this. There, there are other platforms out there as well that people can use. And the great thing is like, those are enablers, but you don't, they're not like 
they're not the, the, the be all and end all. Really, all that matters is you bring your students together to interact with each other and to experience transformations. If you do that right, your course is going to be a success. Can you talk about the uh, monetization element of, 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 of creating a course and, and how people should think about, hey, is this something they could pursue full time or should they do it as a side project first? Or for, how do you recommend people think about that? Yeah. So, you know, I, like I said I, earlier, I think we, we prefer to work with people who have, have a course um, or those who have a business in place that, that has an existing market. So that comes with a, a certain sort of sustainability already. Having said that, though, it can definitely, those people who have courses, these could and often are side projects. It really, like most things, comes down to a function of time. If you, you know, and you get to choose this as the course creator or, you know, I'd like to say the business owner in this case, how big you want to go, um, knowing that the sky is, is completely the limit. So, you know, one of the one of the cool things I think about joining on deck is that we're going to be able to bring in a lot of, a lot of amazing guest speakers to help with, with this question. Um, you know, we're going to bring in guest speakers that, that can focus on, on marketing courses, launching courses, content distribution channels. Um, so we're going to be, we're going to be covering a lot of these, even valuing a business we've, we've, we've talked about um, with the special guest speaker there. It really points to the fact that creating an online course these days is creating a business. You've got to have, You've got to have your content in place. But you've got to have infrastructure. You've got to have hiring, correct? You've got to have your monetization in place, your marketing and sales um, components of that. So there is just a lot going on. And and, um, and that's why course creators are calling out for a community because it's so much easier to do this with a community. Yeah. And, and talk about uh, your, your vision for what you hope on-deck course creators uh, becomes. Yeah, so... I am so pumped for 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 this um, the potential of what what we can do at on deck because, like I said, there's no there is no community right now that's purely for course creators. So, the primary goal, the, the main vision here is to create the premier destination for the world's best course creators, right? I mean, just like pause for a moment and think about the potential of that with these people who are absolute experts in their domain, they are hands on practitioners coming together to create learning that benefits someone else, right? Like I sometimes pinch myself that I get to do this on a daily basis. I get to help people create training that can reach hundreds, thousands of people and change their lives. You know, uh, like that's incredibly fulfilling. Um, and, and every single one of the course creators that come through the fellowship will be able to experience that. So, so that's, that's the main thing, the, the premier destination for the world's best course creators. And then a couple of the other things I think that are important to mention there is, here as well is that we, we get to help them with distribution. You, you mentioned um, like a demo day. Like I'm even thinking like we go a full learning week here. We, I want to create this, an event that people want to, to, to sign up for every year that, you know, that just to like experience what fellows are creating, get a little taste of what fellows are creating. Imagine a whole week of, of 60 minute sessions, a whole like menu a smorgasbord, you know, that you can sign up for and, and take all this different content and get to learn um, a, a new a new skill or a new a new thing. Um, so so helping with distribution is going to be huge. And then the last one I think is I know it's something near and dear to your heart is looking at certification and and figuring out that if we can if we can offer that and and help our course creator fellows with some some sort of certification element that that can actually make meaningful difference to people who are in jobs. Right, having helping them find new jobs, helping them with career promotions, 
which is, I mean, that's where we start to get to to a scale of of impact that goes far beyond. I think where online courses right now are are impacting. So that's super super exciting. And yeah, I'd say those are sort of the three main things that 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 uh, t- that form a vision. And, and talk about how you see uh, on deck course creators fitting into the, the broader on deck vision. Yeah, I mean, so that's another amazing opportunity for for anyone who signs up for this program because we're going to be able to create, you know, intentional uh, interactions with other fellowships. So, you know, I sort of mentioned this earlier, creating a course is so incredibly hard. It literally is like creating a business. You've got to think about so many different things. Now, imagine, for example, you come into the fellowship and now you get you get a, a sort of a, a workshop day with, you know, the on-deck no-code fellowship. And suddenly you've got this exposure to a bunch of people who can spin up web pages and, you know, platforms and software and and all sorts of things that that you can use in your course. You can get, you know, design help with everyone needs design help visualizing ideas and presenting them. And on-deck designers is something we're, we're launching soon. And, you know, the, the, there's, the list goes on, writers, podcasters for distribution. It's just it's just so exciting that a, that a course creator who who's in this on deck fellowship could get exposure in a meaningful way, like in a project based way, right? To to people that are are experts in those in those other areas. So it just I think it just sort of scales the um, the ability or the impact that you can you can do as a course creator. So so gearing towards closing here, Andrew, what's sort of the the one thing people should should take away from this if, if they want to make a, a great transformational course? Yeah, so it is it is it is that relentless focus on student transformation. If that sounds like something you would enjoy doing where you you see that light bulb moment in people, I mean there's there's a, a bit of an anecdote here. So um I've been I've been a fan of of David's Rite of Passage. I've been in two of his cohorts already and those of uh, those out there who took Rite of Passage 5 will never forget that the very last session um of of that particular cohort David choked up I and mean, he literally teared up. Um, it was such an emotional, cathartic release. And, and he said to us afterwards, and I was, I was involved as a mentor. He said to us, you know, that he just couldn't, and he had like three, 200 people on this Zoom call that were like pouring out with like how much this has changed their lives. I mean, you know, just can you imagine like what that, that must do to a person, you know? So, and I saw something similar with Robbie Crabtree at the end of his very first cohort of performative speaking you know, where he saw, you know, 40, 50 people that having this incredible, we, it was also like a, a learning week and, or like a presentation week. And it was just, it was amazing. And, and Robbie, you know, you know, Robbie, like he's not the most like outwardly emotional guy and he, he got kind of uh, rattled and choked up. So, yeah, I mean, I think if that's, if that speaks to you um, and you believe in, 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 in transformation of others and you have that, that knowledge and expertise to do that, then, that's what you should be focusing on. And, and on deck course creators is going to be the place to do it. Yeah, that, that's a great place to close. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for, for, for coming on the, the podcast. For people who want to learn more about the, the program, just go to beyonddeck.com uh, and it, you'll see the course creators uh, program. Um, and uh, Andrew, thank you so much. Eric, thanks so much for having me. If you're an early stage entrepreneur, we'd love to hear from you. Check us out at villageglobal.vc.